to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about doing a date night, getting away from the kids, and spending some time in the parks on your own as adults or with your partner. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. You can connect with us always, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we are on record. We have young families, or I guess, Leslie, you are at the middle portion of your family, Mark. Um, and we love traveling to Walt Disney World with our kids, but... There's just some times that you kind of need to get away from the kids and just have some adult-only time at Walt Disney World. Would you say, Leslie? That's right. Disney date night. Right. So, you know, adult-only Disney, there's kind of two versions of it, right? There's the version where you are there with your kids, but you get a few hours away from them and you have a date night, which is what we're going to talk about today. And in a future episode, we'll tackle the taking a trip to Disney World just adults only and your whole entire trip is just adults. So, Leslie, let's kick things off with you have your kids. Let's not call them anchors. You have your kids who you love so much, but you want to get a few hours away from them. What are some ways that, you know, we can have these kids taken care of and safe without uh, you know, just abandoning them to their own devices? but still be able to get some time with uh, our partners. So a couple of things. We've used a lot of different strategies in my family. Of course, and you've done this too. We've sometimes brought grandparents along on our Disney World vacations, and they're happy to get some alone time with the grandkids. So that's a win-win. There is also, Disney has a child care center that's very similar to like the child care on Disney Cruise Line or Aulani. It's called the Pixar Play Zone. It's at the Contemporary Resort. There used to be child care centers in several of the Disney deluxe hotels. There was one at the Polynesian called Lilo's. There was another at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge called Simba's. And those have all closed and in favor of sort of consolidating it all at Pixar Play Zone and the Contemporary. So that's a big one. Now your kids have to be four, ages four to 12. And there's a cost for the night. And it's a, you know, a limited time window. You don't get to pick your times. But that that's a really good good option for families who have kids in the range like mine. And it's, it's pretty awesome, you know, arcade games and drop them off and they see characters and they have dinner and, you know, they're like, mom, go out for another date night. So we do, but uh, that's, that's a big thing. And then of course, if your kids are not old enough for that, or you're just not comfortable with that, then there's always in-room babysitting. Disney works with some uh, agencies and you can talk to the concierge and get some, get some contacts. Have you ever used in-room babysitting personally, um, either at Disney or other places? I have not at Disney World. I know people who have. I have used it at Disneyland. There's some agencies that uh, the concierges re- recommend there, and we've had great luck. We, in fact, on two separate trips, like a year apart, we ended up with the same babysitter, which was just like, whoa, hey, you again. But uh, I, I've heard good things from friends who've used it. And you know, I think sometimes people are, are obviously hesitant to leave you know, much, much younger kids like infants in that kind of a circumstance. I mean, depending upon your own comfort level, I think probably once you have three, right, Joe, your, your standards change. Yeah. They, they all take care of themselves. Yeah. The five-year-old can change the one-year-old's diaper. No problem. Wow. <laughs> that's a, but, that's, that's a, that's a joke. 
Oh, oh, okay. Well, you know, she's pretty impressive. Well, I, actually, I don't she, know. Maybe she could do it. I bet she could. I bet she could yeah, do an okay probably. job. I bet yeah. she could. But uh, yeah, the short the short thing is is there's there are a lot of options for families to get a night away. So you know, and I don't think you should feel guilty for doing it, especially if you're going on a longer trip. It's one night, and our kids did childcare on the last trip. Two of the nights we were on a trip, and they were begging to go to more. I mean, they loved it. They had a blast. Disney always does it right. Yeah, for sure. And so, you know, it's unfortunate that there's only the Pixar play zone now, but, you know, at least there's an option. And um, I think what they did is they built it up pretty big so they can do a lot of capacity. So you just got to get yourself over to the contemporary and then you can get some childcare there. Exactly. So you have a few hours to yourself, Leslie. What are some things that you would suggest people do, you know, for an adults only night or even day at Disney World? So there's, of course, the dining option, going out for a fancy meal that you would not take your kids to. Otherwise, on on my last trip, my husband and I, after we dropped the kids, we went out to California Grill at the top of the Contemporary and had a great dinner there. So think about some of the restaurants that Disney has that you really want to experience that you'd be maybe hesitant to take your kids to because you'd spend a lot of money and they eat bread and, uh, you know, make that the focus of your evening and, you know, enjoy a leisurely dinner instead of like, you know, shoving it all down your face in 45 minutes because the kids are going to melt down. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I would appreciate having dinner where I could use both my hands for my own food instead of feeding one child with, you know, one hand and myself with my left off hand, uh, my non-dominant hand. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think it'd be good to talk a little bit about what are some of the other kind of more signature dining restaurants on Disney property that might be worth checking out, you know, um, without kids. So I would think I would add the boathouse to that. Um, that's at Disney Springs and it's a very nice, um, very well-reviewed steakhouse. Obviously you can bring kids to all these restaurants, but like Leslie said, often it's not worth it cost wise, even if they're eating off your plate, you know, it kind of diminishes from the experience. Are there other places that you think, uh, are worth, doing adult only? Yeah, there are quite a few restaurants, I'd say, at the Grand Floridian. And uh, that's actually pretty ideally located if you're dropping your kids at Pixar Play Zone. You can just hop on the monorail and, and hop over there. There's uh, Narcoozies, there's Citrico's, there's, of course, Victorian Alberts if you can get the reservation. But that's that's hard. And that's probably an even longer dining experience than uh, you might have time for with uh, a couple of hours of Disney childcare. But uh, th- there are a lot of good options there. That That's just easy logistically and then does give you a lot of choices at the Grand Floridian. And then the, then the other thing I would say is you can also go places or do things in the parks that you wouldn't do with your kids. Let's stick with dining in the parks for now. You know, I know people, uh, it's not as good as it used to be, but people still say Le Cellier is a decent place to get a fancy meal. Or you could go to La Cava Tequila and drink more tequila than you normally would in front of your kids. These are both in Epcot. Any other uh, signature dining in the uh, parks that you might recommend, Leslie? Or maybe not even signature dining, but just kind of places that it's not worth it to take your kids. I mean, I'd say if your kids are picky eaters and there's any of the you know foods of the various World Showcase restaurants that they won't eat, that this is a good opportunity too. Like, for example... I know that the food in Morocco is excellent and my kids won't eat Moroccan food. So that's a great opportunity for a date night. So so think about that too. It doesn't necessarily have to be the fanciest restaurant, but if it's something that you just don't think would be a good fit for a family outing, this is when to seize the opportunity. 
Yeah, I'd add Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios to that list. Not because you can't take kids there. You can definitely take kids there and they'd be fine. But I think Brown Derby is just a place that feels good to be with other adults at. You know, you got that old school Hollywood feel. Um, you got nice drinks, mixed drinks that you can get. And you have a nice menu. You know, it's just a it's just a nice vibe to be adult only. Even though you could take your kids there, you know, I think that's some place that I would consider going uh, if it was just myself and my wife. Totally agree. And that's a restaurant that is, it's always surprisingly easy to get reservations there. So if you're planning a last minute Disney date night, then I think your chances of finding something there are are a lot greater than say at someplace like California Grill. Definitely. So we're getting into the parks and I would say that my number one choice for a date night would actually just to be to spend a night in a theme park. What about you, Leslie? I know you've done this in the past with your husband. Yes, just to ride all of the thrill rides as fast as we humanly possibly can do it. And, uh, you know, single rider lines, whatever fast passes we can grab. In fact, sometimes using leftover fast passes from the children, don't mention that. But, uh, you know, that's that's just a great way to spend a date night. It's the old school, like, date night that you did as a teen where you went into a theme park and, you know, you, you uh, went to the carnival and, and got to ride all the fun rides that made, make you barf. Although Disney rides won't make you barf. Instead of paying uh, $3 per ride, you just paid like hundreds of dollars for two rides. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So in terms of the fast passes, one thing that, you know, is totally you're not going to get in trouble for doing it. If your kids uh, tapped into a park at some point during the day, you can bring their bands back with you into those parks and use any fast passes that you have added or have on those bands. You can't do this if they have not entered a park because um, Disney kind of checks to see if people have entered parks with their bands. Uh, but once, you know, it's tapped in once for that day, you know, you can kind of effectively, if you have two kids, you can double the amount of fast passes you have. Leslie, in terms of parks, how would you prioritize the order with which you would, uh, you know, spend your time in the parks? Like, which park would you most want to be in and which park would you least want to be in uh, if you're on a day night? This is really hard because... I mean, actually, I think the park I most want to be in is Magic Kingdom. I mean, even though there's none of the Disney parks have a ton of thrill rides, but uh, Magic Kingdom just has the most overall to do. So if I want to, you know, ride on Winnie the Pooh, too, I can do it with my husband. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's really my favorite. Although, of course, you know, I love Epcot. So if I'm going to do a combination of dining in a park and riding rides, then Epcot's going to be my choice. Totally agree. If I'm doing dining and riding rides, you know, I'll do Epcot. If I just want to focus on getting on as many rides as possible, as many attractions as possible, I do Magic Kingdom. And of course, I throw in the caveat that if for somehow if somehow I got a flight of passage fast pass, then I'd of course go to Animal Kingdom and do that. Another one of the reasons why I really love being in the theme parks without the kids is because, you know, I know you're not too into just into this, Leslie, but I really enjoy the nighttime shows like Happily Ever After or Illuminations soon to become Epcot forever at Epcot. And, you know, those things are great to enjoy without having to put kids on your shoulders or worry about them being tired from standing too long. You know, it's a much more enjoyable experience when it's just adults. Totally agree. I mean, I don't, I don't seek out those shows, but on a couple of times that I have seen them and I've been able to see them solo or with other adults, it is much, much easier. I just don't want to camp out with kids for, you know, an hour. Let's be honest. If both our families, adults were at the Magic Kingdom, I would be watching Happily Ever After shedding a single tear from its beauty while you're riding Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because no one's in the line. Yep. That pretty much sums us up. (laughs) All right. So 
you can go for signature dining. You can, or just any dining with your partner. You can go into the theme parks. And also a nice thing that you can do, especially if you don't have theme park tickets is you can go either to Disney Springs or to the bars around Crescent Lake um, and just experience some of the nightlife Disney has to offer. So what are kind of some of the things that you can do to be young again? This is this is what I call the be young again date night. Yeah, this is what I call the for the people who are have more energy than than I do in my increasing old age. The under 30 crowd. Yeah, if you want to go out for a night of partying, those were the days. No, but there's there are a lot of great options at Disney. Of course, Disney Springs has so many bars and, you know, sort of experiences, experiences like Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar is a really popular place that that I think is worth hopping in for a, for a drink with your partner. So a lot of places like that in Disney Springs, which, what other ones would you recommend there? Yeah. So at Disney Springs, um, you know, I really like Morimoto, I guess. So you could sit down and have a quick meal there, but they have nice cocktails. Uh, you can also just kind of have the quick service eating um, outside, but I really like that place. Also Raglan Road is a Irish pub and it has a really good vibe there. Um, you know, it's just you know, it's Irish. They're very happy. They're very friendly. Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's a great place to go and just kind of, if you want to be somewhere loud and positive, um, Raglan Road is a nice place to go, but really you can just wander around Disney Springs, see where the action is and just pop in to see what's going on and then pop out when you want to move along. Um, I think the one thing I would say, uh, is personally, I probably would avoid just going to the movies, even though, you know, I can do. I can just go to the movies on a date night at home. If I'm at Disney World, I want to like be out and about. But that's just me. Yeah, totally. Especially if you're paying sixty five dollars per kid for them to be at the Pixar Play Zone. That's an expensive movie night. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's also Crescent Lake. So Crescent Lake is, you know, that lake that Disney's Yacht and Beach Club are on. You know, there's a lot of things that you can do there. There is a brewery. Um, there's Trattoria Al Forno, which. Uh, I don't hear great things about, so maybe avoid that. But there's that. Um, what's the name of that piano bar? Jelly Rolls. Yeah, so there's a there's that fun dueling piano bar there. And the other nice thing, if you're walking around Crescent Lake, you can also wander into the Yacht and Beach Club, um, the Boardwalk. Sometimes, you know, I just really enjoy checking out the different resorts, and you kind of can't do that with your kids because they don't want to walk around just like looking at hotels. But to me, if I was around Crescent Lake, I'd check out the Yacht and Beach Club. Maybe swing by. Um, Oh my gosh. Why do why do we always forget what the ice cream place is called? Beaches and cream. Yes, yes, thank you. Beaches and cream. Um just kind of enjoy what's going on cuz you know, I think sometimes you can do something fancy eating with your spouse. Uh you can do something crazy like go on as many rides as possible, but sometimes it's just nice to spend time together quietly walking along a nice area. And as long as you're not there in the middle of the summer, it should be pretty nice around Crescent Lake and Disney Springs. Totally agree. And and there's one more th- that we left out that I should mention. There's always the Drinking around the monorail, which is another option for sort of nightlife outside of the parks. And can't go without mentioning my favorite bar at Disney World Trader Sam's in the Polynesian. So that should definitely be part of the uh, drinking around the world experience. Not around the world, around the monorail experience. Yeah, so there's there, that's another option too. Especially, again, if you're feeling like you need to confine yourself to the monorail loop because your kids are at Pixar Play Zone and you only have a short four and a half hour window to, to take advantage. Definitely. All right. So I think that about wraps it up for date night at Disney world. What do you think, Leslie? 
I think so. I'm excited to plan a date night on my next Disney World vacation. So to close things out, do you have a Disney do for us? A Disney do for date night? Yes, a Disney do for date night. I can't say that 10 times fast. But uh, on your Disney date night, like I said, time is of the essence. And so I think you should spring for some premium transportation, namely Uber, because it's going to get you where you need to go fastest and you don't have the kids. So you don't have to worry about the car seat question. Don't have to spring for the more expensive minivans. So take an Uber, take a Lyft to hop where you want to go quickly. And remember, they're pretty cheap around Disney World and they're pretty quick. So that would be my advice, unless you're staying, of course, on the monorail loop to do those activities. Don't rely on Disney transportation because you're going to lose valuable date night time. Great tip, Leslie. And a secondary benefit, if you do have your own car, if you're using Uber, you are drinking responsibly, which we always support. That's right. So if you've done a Disney date night before and you want to share with us your experiences, give us some tips about what we could do the next time. If you have suggestions, please, you can email us at gmail.com or leave us a comment on the blog post. Also, if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover, please let us know as well. You can also contact us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Other than that, Leslie, thanks so much. And I will see you waving to me from Seven Dwarves Mind Train. Thanks, Joe.